0: Quick Reigns, Episode 11, Keep Our Drone. We are seeing the foreshadowing of what President-elect Donald Trump's foreign policy will look like. And it's going to be decisive, strong, and hawkish. This weekend, reports have surfaced that the Chinese Navy stole an unmanned naval drone that was conducting oceanic research in international waters off the coast of the Philippines. President-elect Trump immediately took to Twitter, calling the act unprecedented. Yep, unprecedented. You can't even blame autocorrect for that, the future president of the United States thought the word "unprecedented" was unprecedented. Well, at least the president surely doesn't need to worry about the precision and accuracy of the fucking language he employs. Nope. But following the capture of the drone, the Pentagon began by negotiating with China for the return of our underwater spying device, I mean, oceanic data collecting glider, because it contains some. Really important measurements of water salinity and pH levels that we need for an experiment in setting up giant saltwater habitats. Yep, yeah, 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 that's it. Giant saltwater habitats. Trump, being Trump, and polishing his loose cannon crazy nutbag image, took to Twitter to proclaim that we should tell China that we don't want the drone they stole back, they should keep it. So what the hell is going on here, actually? The Pentagon and the sitting administration of spineless pushover appeasers immediately utilized recognized diplomatic channels to request the drone be returned to the United States. China has agreed, kind of, to return the drone in a proper manner to the United States without actually saying when, where, or how. All parties seem satisfied, except the Donald, who seems to be acting like America's sovereignty has been dick-punched by China because if we can't send spy drones, damn it, I mean oceanic salinity measuring devices, to within a few miles of Chinese waters, then that is just an affront to American dignity, and we might as well pack it all in and become a vassal state to China. The thing is, Captain Crazy's sort of right here. Not that we need to become a vassal state to China, but China didn't just stumble across this drone and seize it because it posed a navigational hazard to passing ships. We certainly did not send it over there to do oceanic research. China got pissed because, first and foremost, we sent a spy drone to within 50 miles of their their waters, and secondly, because Trump made a phone call to the president of Taiwan which is something no sitting U.S. president or president-elect has done since Jimmy Carter recognized the One China policy and conceded there is one China and Taiwan is a part of it. You see, after Mao Zedong's communist revolution ended in 1949, Chiang Kai-shek's Nationalist Party fled to the island of Taiwan and created the Republic of China based out of Taiwan. And there, that government was in exile. For many, many years, the United States recognized that government as legitimate government to China. Any diplomatic relations that we actually have with China is fully contingent on the fact that we recognize that there is only one China and Taiwan is a part of it. Here's Donald Trump having a phone call with the president of a government that we're not supposed to actually recognize. Again, China is also rightfully annoyed. That America has been sending in close range reconnaissance and surveillance devices up to the border of, of waters that China claims. The Chinese Defense Ministry, in a statement on the issue, straight up said China firmly opposes it and urges the US side to stop such operations. The seizing of this drone not only follows Trump's phone call. But the release of recent satellite photos, which seem to indicate that China has placed weapons on several islands near the Philippines, a U.S. ally in the region. This actually starts to sound more and more similar to a less serious analog of the Cuban Missile Crisis the more you actually think about it. Weapons being placed on an island, surveillance photos, naval action being taken. The stakes aren't quite as high, but there's some parallels. What's going on here is that China is attempting as it has been for some time now, to secure its power within the region and push the United States out. They are testing and gauging U.S. reaction, specifically how President-elect Trump will react. And this is why the lunatic billionaire real estate tycoon is correct this time. See, even though, despite what Trump's propaganda minister would have you believe, he had no role in the resolution of this incident with China or the return of the drone, his reaction is the one that China actually cares about here. And it's his reaction that sends a message of strength. You don't ask China nicely to return the military equipment it removed from international waters, i.e. stole from international waters. You don't meekly accept the drone back because China has now offered to give back to you what they stole from you. Look at it from a realistic point of view. Whatever information China wanted from the drone, if they didn't have the technology, military secrets, um, schematic-wise, data-wise, they already have it. They're going to have it before they, before they give it back to us. Whatever information America could have used from the drone's activities has been wiped or will be wiped before we get the thing back, which means, unfortunately, all that research on uh, Pacific Ocean salinity is going to be lost, and that's going to set us back in our saltwater habitat design for years. If you accept the drone back, you look weak. It it tells China that they won this round. Trump is right. You don't ask for the drone back. You don't take it back. And by doing so, you send a message to China that we don't fucking give a damn that you have that drone. Nor are we going to stop sending them. We have shitloads more. We are the biggest and baddest kid in the block, and you aren't going to push us out of the region. There's no overt act of war in this message. There's no overt threat of war in this message. You're not sitting there saying, give us the drone back or we'll take it back. You're not saying if you attack another drone, we're going to go to war. You're not demanding an apology. You're just simply saying, by saying nothing, yeah, we were spying on you. It's exactly what you think it is. We don't care. Don't do it again. And by don't do it again, I mean don't take our drone again. The United States should have simply made a statement condemning the Chinese action, hinting of reprisals via trade sanction or sterner action if in the future China hijacks any more United States military equipment in international waters, and then let the matter drop. See, right now China is the school kid testing the bully. But they aren't ready to just come blast the bully in the face. No, they want to harass, push, gauge, Find out exactly how willing the United States is to stand its ground or how quickly the United States will back off. In this circumstance, you cannot possibly answer this gambit by China with anything resembling weakness. Once emboldened, China will continue to push. And it won't just be China. You can be sure Trump's buddy Uncle Vlad is watching, as well as certain leaders in the Middle East. The problem with being a superpower The only true economic and military superpower is that the next man up, so to speak, is always testing you for weakness because they want what you have. Brinksmanship is a dangerous game. React too strongly, and you end up fighting a devastating war over a Navy drone that contains data that isn't worth 10 lives, let alone the hundreds of thousands of lives a U.S.-China war would cost. React too weakly, as Obama did, When the Syrian red line was breached and you get an emboldened Vladimir Putin who shortly later invaded the Ukraine because he correctly deduced that the U.S. was led by a man who would not take any real action against him. What Trump is showing the world with his public reaction to this incident is that he will not forfeit any United States sovereignty or influence. If you test this bear, you should be prepared to be mauled. In this case, his reaction was measured. Yes, measured, even if, as the Chinese Defense Ministry has stated, he is over-exaggerating the severity of the incident. But as I said earlier, brinksmanship is a dangerous game, and how confident are you that Trump can, over the next four to eight years, in future diplomatic incidents, successfully initiate a strong reaction without reacting so defiantly that he triggers a war? The Donald Trump era is about to begin and his foreign policy will not tiptoe. It will not sacrifice American interests, even in the slightest, to help other nations. Nor will he be willing to take actions to reduce American global power or influence. His foreign policy will likely look very much like the Cold War policy of Ike, JFK, LBJ, Nixon, and Reagan. His actions will be decisive, strong, and defiant. They will infuriate our enemies And probably piss off our allies. The question is will this help American interests in the long run and solidify America in the position of the sole world superpower, which so much of the amazing quality of life we enjoy in this country stems from? Or will it unite the world against us and hasten the decline? Strong leaders tend to bring about the spectacular. But whether it is success or failure is harder to determine. January 20th is near, and the clock is about to start on the Trump era. You can call this a preview of things to come. This has been a Raving Lunatic Media production. Thank you for listening.